Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flag Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow! I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. Once again, we are delving into Roy of the Rovers, 1980s style And I have in my right hand the issue dated 5th of February, 1983. Um, it says that across the top, as if this is some kind of enticement to buy, it says, first division stars in colour. Okay. Um, and then on the cover itself, we've got... Um, Notts County's Trevor Christie, his teammate David Hunt, and Everton defender Mark Higgins. <laughs> this is uh, shit, mate. I mean, when they say first division heaven. stars in colour, I'm thinking your Norman Whitesides of this world, yeah, your Frank Brian Staplesons, Robsons. your Frank Worley, your Brian Robsons. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Your Glenn Hoddles. No. But these cunts, I've never, never even heard of them. I, I mean, I normally send you the, the images that we'll talk about beforehand. I haven't even bothered yeah. with that because it's I mean, not sure worth it. it. Right, I'm not going to waste Delaney's time with that. pictures of these nobodies. Three <laughs> fucking men straining to win a header. And the, uh, the caption is, heads it is. As if they're tossing a coin, which they're not. So that's the front cover. It's pretty dismal. Um, there's very little other than the Roy the Rover story in this issue that's worth talking about. So this might be quite a short episode. I don't know. Um, Paul Cooper. You know what I was just thinking about, pictured. though? There, there. Just before we get balls deep into it. Anchor. Yeah, yeah, go it's on. It's only a proceed. little thing. But, you know, just before we started recording, you said, ready? And I said, I'm ready. And I know I've talked about it loads of times before. But sometimes when we do that, I just can't help but start thinking about that Cheryl Cole clip from X Factor that Harry Hill did. <laughs> yes. And once I start thinking about it, I have to say it because I can't think of anything else. I yeah. think it might also be because you've got a northeastern accent. That could I think be that it, might yeah. be what triggers me. It's not. I'm not saying it you sound be. like Cheryl Cole. I'm not ready. <laughs> oh, don't, ready. Don't. Don't. Don't make me aroused with your sexy northeastern <laughs> lilt. Fuck it, I keep thinking about I keep thinking Andy Dawson's Cheryl Cole. <laughs> we might just start the live shows like that will come on and then there'll be ready? silence and I'll just go, ready? I'm ready. And the other the other girl who's also attractive, she had a brummy accent, so it went like this. Mm. Ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm Whenever ready. you're ready. I'm ready. 
Okay, we'll when that. you're ready. I'm, I am ready. I'll say ready. Okay, that's enough I'll... of that. I've done it. So I've talked about it so many times, but I'm not, I'm not trying to milk it dry. I just can't tell you how obsessed I am. I mean, that clip's over 10 <laughs> years old and I can't stop uh, thinking about it. Mm, I'm glad you've, uh, you've told us about that. It's not weird or anything. But, we'll, but yeah, we'll do it at the live show. So I'll come on, I'll go, ready? And the crowd can all go, in the dark. I'm ready. I don't think we should actually come on. I just think in the darkness, you should just say, ready? Ready? It never has to say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> we'll try it. <laughs> we'll try it. Because half the, half the crowd will have heard this and will comply. And the other half yeah. will wonder what the fuck's going on. Whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. That's I'm one ready. of the things we'll probably forget to do. Yeah. Uh, right, let's have a look then. So, <laughs> Roy's at boiling point again, it. isn't he? Roy's at boiling point again. Oh, yeah, look it's, at him. He's ready to fucking chin someone. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, like losing my call in public, right? <laughs> if I've got scores to settle physically, I have that done out of pub, out of the glare of public scrutiny. It's often done very quietly, very discreetly, and very often by a third party. <laughs> but you're pushing me here that I'm going to fucking lose my shit which I don't like doing. I've got a friend of mine who is a butcher and sometimes I'll go down to his, uh, his warehouse and I'll punch the shit out of a side of beef that's hanging from the ceiling on a hook, like Rocky. But uh, like there isn't one around you know. right now because I'm in a TV studio and that's where he is. And it, it sets the scene at the beginning. It says, Roy Race was under pressure to drop veteran goalkeeper Tubby Morton following Tubby's performance in a game which was abandoned when Melchester Rovers were losing 1-0 and now Roy was answering his critics on a television sports programme. And there he is. In the studio. Look at his fucking face. <laughs> Just indignant. <laughs> he's, he's incredulous. Yes. Yeah. He's like Everyone. this. Like, what? He's like, what? Everyone what in fuck? football thinks that Tubby Morton needs to be dropped after that <laughs> yeah. diabolical performance. Everyone you, you except Roy Any Riz. man in the street yeah. Whether he be a die-hard Melchester fan or whether you go right up to like the likes of Jimmy Hill, the top pundits, they all mm. fucking know that he's got to be dropped. I mean, we, normally we wouldn't side with the man in the street because, you know, it's, he's part of the 97%. And as Sid Vicious said, I've met the man in the street and he's a cunt. <laughs> um, but this time, the, the man in the street is correct. The football pundits are correct. Everyone is correct. Morton needs to be dropped. The only person... It doesn't agree. It's Roy Race, and there's got to be a reason for it. And it'll um, be financial, if you ask me. Of course it will. I mean, look at the two the two um, fellas in the background there who were the, the crew in the TV studio. Yeah, they're, they're just incredulous people as working well. on the floor in the TV studio. Yeah. They're looking incredulous as to what's going on, what's, what's un- unfolding before their eyes. Look at them. I can't believe there he is. What's he saying? What's, what's, why is he doing this? Right, and he's the, lost uh, it this time. <clears throat> yeah. The, uh, the TV host... Says almost every national newspaper claims that Tubby Morton had a disastrous game against Tynecaster Roy. Roy says those reporters should have been down on the pitch. For instance, let's take the incident when Tubby was supposed to have dropped the ball in the goal mouth. Roy's going through every incident one by one in front of the nation, and there it is there's a little white TV monitor uh, on the to the to the side there, and he's looking at it, and he says what the camera doesn't show is that Tubby was fouled. By that time, cast her forward as he went up for the ball. Um, didn't this happen in the end of the last edition as well? We had this fucking bit at the end of the last time, I think. They're just repeating it. 
who says, it was deliberately knocked off balance. Fortunately, we were able to clear the danger, but we should have had a free kick. Well, you did, <laughs> did you? You didn't get one, and there's no VAR back then. This is the closest you get, analysing the game three days later. And uh, more in the next frame from Roy. As far as the rest of the game was concerned, Tubby used his vast experience, and when I say vast, I'm talking about his fucking waistline, uh, to, to cope with the conditions, which were abominable. <laughs> <laughs> like an abominable snowman, who I happen to know for a fact is a real thing, because I've got a mate who's seen the comp. And he doesn't look unlike Tubby did at the end of that fucking game after he'd been rolling around in the snow. I've got a mate who lives near him, and we go there sometimes for visits. They're very exclusive. Um, <laughs> and he's fine. I am actually, he's got to know me. I can tame. get up quite close. And as long as I make no sudden movements, we have, a, we have established a way of communicating with one another. We have hugged. That's all I'm saying. We have hugged. He knows I don't mean him any harm. That said, if we could kill and skin the cunt, it'd be worth <laughs> a fortune, I bet. <laughs> Get him stuffed, sell him at the National Museum, I can retire. <laughs> That's something I'm working on. Wouldn't be easy. I tell you is that, the, it wouldn't be fucking easy. Is the National Museum a thing? I'm not sure. Ah, <laughs> it sounds I'm like a black to do some research and to tranquilise the crossbows. <laughs> The he says national music. he says he's got a cousin in Liverpool who can get me a tranquilizer crossbow. I, saw, um, I really want to open a museum now called the National Museum because it's going to trump all those other cuts, isn't it? Yeah, the National Museum natural of history, things, science. Fuck off! It's all in here. It's the National Museum. Yeah. We've got the fucking abominable slow man a lot <laughs> and a jukebox. Nessie's cock <laughs> official. <laughs> with a certificate to prove it from fucking none other than John Noakes. <laughs> Deceased, R.I.P. Um, so there we are. And the uh, presenter... Oh, the presenter's pointing his pen at Racy. This is... Uh, and Roy says, in short, he doesn't deserve to be dropped on the strength of his display against Tynecaster, and I seem to be the only cunt who realises it. He says, person, not and, cunt, but you know. And as for you, cunt... Yeah. You want to take that fucking pen out of my fucking face or it's going to wind up up your fucking ass. <laughs> ASAP. <laughs> and, um, the presenter says, Aha, perhaps Ooh. we're getting at the truth now, Roy. Truth? You can't handle the truth. Fucking says, truth. <laughs> the, what, what is truth, though, when you think about it? One man's truth is another man's lie. He says, perhaps you are stubbornly refusing to accept that Tubby should be dropped just because everyone disagrees with Roy Race. And then Racy says, listen, chum. <laughs> hey, chum. Oh. Love that. <laughs> listen, matey bollocks. Listen, chum, I did you a favour coming here at short notice. Oh, and then. And all I'm getting is a lecture. So if the viewers will excuse me, I've got a football team to run. And there he does fucking a fucking walk-off. He does a Piers Morgan. A proper Morgan. fucking job. Not sitting there like a punce in your fucking swivel chair with fucking <laughs> makeup on, reading a load of bollocks off a fucking auto cue <laughs> that some other fucking tart's written for you. Right? I've got real man's work to fucking do. 
Fucking hell. Haven't you got a fucking dancing dog to interview, you cunt? Fucking great. Roy! Don't fucking bu bu Roy me. I'm off. This is another example of Roy the Rover's mirror in real life because do you remember John Knott, who was the defence secretary during the Falklands War? And he did oh, something yeah. similar. He took his microphone off and stormed out of an interview on Newsnight or something like that. Well, then you got so, the Bee Gees did it, didn't they? They did, but that wasn't around the time of this, though. Yeah, the Bee Gees did it, oh. famously. But And didn't um, Anderson- Huey Morgan, the bloke from the Fun Loving Criminals, walk off, um, never mind the Buzzcocks? No, it wasn't Huey Morgan. Um, although... Oh, I, I know who it was. It was it him was, from the fucking Ordinary Boys. It was Preston. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were taking the piss out of his Do you know what, though? When that happened, I sided with Preston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were just taking the piss out of his missus. Taking the piss out of his missus, yeah. And, and the thing course. is, right, that yeah. was that Simon Amstel. And I'd done shows with him when I was me and him were younger. And he's like one of those snide cunts. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a clever clogs. Like, mm. he's a little bit posh and clever. Did he go to Cambridge? Sort of, I think he did. I don't know. But all of his humour is very, like, sneering. Like, yeah. you're not very clever, are you? I'm cleverer than you. And yeah. I remember seeing that clip from Nevermind the Buzzcocks. And that girl that he was he'd been uh, that he was married to or was dating, whose name was something like, I can't remember, Chanel or something. Mm. It was a typical kind of naughty sort of wag type girl. But whatever, she was seemed really nice and she'd written a fucking book. Why not? It's a fucking cash-in on your fleeting celebrity. Fucking do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And they were just reading extracts from the book and sniggering at it as if it was unintelligent. I think that's the lowest fucking form of humour. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. shooting fish in a fucking barrel. And then he walked out and everyone said, ah, look at him, ah. And I thought... No, they're fucking bullying him and his wife on live TV. It's really distressing. Nowadays, I think people would react to that by saying, that's actually really toxic and abusive and bad for his mental health, which it probably was. Imagine how he felt for the next fucking Mm. week afterwards. Loads of people, like, talking about him or calling him names or whatever. And he's thinking, fuck me, all I did was turn up to do a comedy show. Next thing I know, someone's cunting off my fucking wife and I'm not even allowed to hit him. Yeah, Simon Ansel didn't go to Cambridge as far as I know, so I'll just retract that. I but, mean, um, yeah, it's not that. It's just that, and it, you know, he was he was an all right guy. I used to know him a little bit, but he was like, it's always a bit sort of like, I'm cleverer than you. Ha, 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 ha. I'll use that over you. But that's just, that's shit, isn't it? That's bullshit. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, you know, at least give him a bit of prior warning before you do it and see if he's up for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you turn, imagine that. Just so you know, um, the presenter is planning on getting a lot of laughs out of what he perceives to be the stupidity (laughs) of your wife. Is that going to be okay? Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Of course it's fucking not. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean... TV, well, I think, fucking I think mad. The thinking was that they were like a manufactured couple because they'd got together on Big Brother Celebrity, hadn't they? Yeah. And yeah. everyone thought they, you know, there wasn't going to be a, a lasting relationship. But they were together for quite a while, I think. Those two, I think they were together for quite a while. Good for them. There was a, there was an issue where, uh, there was an issue where, um, I, I think that they split up. But then they both ended up, they did a fucking reunion, Big Brother, and they both ended up back in the fucking house. T 
TV yeah. back in those days was actually really cruel, Andy, in the noughties. Mm. Because that is like, you think of that now and you think, that, I mean, I don't, maybe it's like I don't watch reality TV anymore, right? But, <clears throat> so maybe Love Island's just as bad. I well, don't know. Well, I was just going to say, Love Island doesn't exactly cover itself in glory. Having said that, I watched the last series avidly. But, uh, yeah. but they did, I don't know if Love Island do the, now that people are more aware of mental health, I don't know if people do these things that seem specifically designed to fuck with people's mental health for our entertainment. Because it's yeah. like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we put that person and surprise them by putting their ex in the house with them? That's like torture. Yeah. And having everyone in the world watch. I think what they do now, they have someone they, they have someone involved who is involved in counselling. Jalapeño. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. You know, at school, I don't know about mm. your kid's school, but at my kid's school, this is what they do. They fucking go on non-stop about exams and results and attendance. And mm. they're literally like, even if you are sick and you are vomiting, you have to come into school. Nothing is more right. important than coming into school. Exams, 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 attendance, 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 no exceptions, no forgiveness, no surrender, mm. right? And then once a term, they send an email around going to like the parents as well. <laughs> We're making mental health resources available to your child, <laughs> right? And you go, oh, thank you very much, cunts. So you spend, like, fucking most of the year just literally bullying them and purposefully filling them with anxiety over their fucking attendance at school and the need to fucking pass their exams. And then to fucking cover your asses for when one of them fucking goes totally fucking loopy and ends up in the fucking funny farm, right? Yeah. You go, oh, there's a counsellor. They'll sit a fucking counsellor in a hall. Yeah, and they just just let the kids know. By the way, if any of you are feeling sad, you can go and see Miss Shirley, the fucking (laughs) counsellor. She'll be sitting in the hall. As if any fucking kid at a secondary school is going to go to their mates at lunchtime. Uh, Sorry, lads, I just... um, I'm just going to go in and speak to that weird fucking therapist, right, (laughs) who's sitting in that hall. It's not going to fucking happen. And it's just a concession. It's a pointless concession like on those reality shows, isn't it? Yeah. Totally is. Yep. Oh, well. Um, yeah. Anyway, on with Roy the Rovers. Back to Roy the Rovers. Uh, yeah, Roy's stormed off. Uh, and the presenter goes, but Roy, I, I, I. Uh, and then he turns to the camera and goes, well, uh, there you are. We'll just have to wait until Saturday when Rovers entertain Walford to find out if Tubby Morton is as good as Roy claims he is. <laughs> <laughs> and not just a fat cunt like we all suspect. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> it should be quite a match. <laughs> and then something's uh, as... going on between Roy and Tubby, as far as I can tell. <laughs> but is it sexual? Well, we don't know. 
who knows? We'll watch out for some body language on Saturday. I've often uh, thought if I was to go gay, that a more roundish <laughs> man would be more appealing to me than a muscular one. <laughs> and with my with my uh, stereotypical 1980s homosexual look of my wavy hair and moustache, it wouldn't be very hard for me to slip into the community, if you know what I mean. I'm going to go gay with a fatso. <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as Roy arrives home an hour later, um, Penny is standing there. Is Penny wearing leg warmers, as is the fashion at the time? Yeah, She's it looks got like blue it. jeans on, and it looks this like would have leg been warmers. Like maybe like fame would have been really this would have big been at when this fame time. was big. Yeah, so got fucking fame was good though, wasn't it, mate? Oh, it's Let's brilliant! Be honest. It was fucking. I don't think they show it again on any channels, do they? We we, we want to be deep diving that, mate. <laughs> Why is fame being wiped from fucking? Yeah, why? The why has there been a Stalinist purge of fame? <laughs> it was, it was enormous. It was like the only show anyone fucking talked about for about two years. Yeah, like it, it changed culture forever. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime to buy. Fucking, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna make it. my daughter watch that with me tonight. That's a, it's to buy. Fox Squid Game. We're watching a proper fucking program. <laughs> Never mind Squid no. Game. This is proper telly. It's got dancing the lot. I'm not paying for it. It's got that. a fucking lad who plays the piano. He's brilliant. It's got, <laughs> got a teacher. Hair. She's dead hard. She's a bit sexy too. But I tell you what, she puts them through their fucking paces. Ooh, it's got an old episodes. man with some little glasses who looks a bit like a weird sort of Jewish Father Christmas. I don't know what he teaches, but he appears to be very wise. He's sort of like their Yoda. There's episodes on YouTube. There's episodes on YouTube. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, I feel it could be a future deep dive situation. It could be. There's a there's a channel on, on YouTube called Kids From Fear Media. And there's episodes on there. So, uh, Fucking Leroy was the bollocks, wasn't he? Didn't he die, totally. though, in real life of drugs? I think he died of, of AIDS, Leroy. Oh, he died off of AIDS. Yeah. There we are, yeah. Loads of episodes. Oh, they might be in, oh, they're all in Spanish. What? <laughs> Some of them are dubbed into Spanish. Some are dubbed into French. I tell Some you dubbed what, into mate, Italian. Well, the song, Fame, Fuck me. is fucking incredible as well, isn't it? Yeah. Irene like, Cara. As an, as an intro, do you know what I mean? That's the song that's not fucking about. Do you know what I mean? It's ah. a fucking ser- it's a serious song. Yeah. Yeah, they're all on uh they're all on YouTube by the looks of it, plus lots of uh interviews and TV appearances by the cast. Yeah, our film revival will probably last for about half an hour. We'll we have a look at it and go, that's ah, shit really. No, it was br- it was br- I, it was brilliant. And the thing is, even if you watch it now and think, Oh I don't enjoy it as much as I did then it doesn't matter. Because it was um, it was it was seismic. It was a watershed was. moment in it television was. and it culture. Was. You can't go back. Anyway, no. um, yeah, Penny's got her leg warmers on, and Roy arrives. That's home. the important thing. Yeah, and he says, "Roy, I, I I don't know what to say. Fancy storming out of the television studio like that in front of millions of people." The two kids are sitting. They're sitting in front of the Space Age TV. First right of all, it. it were local fucking news, so <laughs> millions of people is a fucking slight. Except you're flattering them a lot, right? 
Second of all, I expect some fucking support when I come home. <laughs> well, that's kind of what he says. Yeah. He, um, the kids are staring at the TV from like three inches away and watching football. They should be in bed On by now, space surely. TV. And uh, he says, don't you start, Penny. I thought I might at least get some support from my own wife. And they're going face to face. Their noses are almost touching. She says, not when you're in the wrong, Roy. I mean, you can be pretty stubborn when you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> he stomps up the stairs. He shouts, if being right is being stubborn, then I'm glad I'm stubborn. She says, Roy, what about your dinner? Fuck me dinner. Put it in the fucking washing machine. <laughs> Fuck dinner. I'm giving it up. I'm going on a special fucking Norwegian diet I read about. <laughs> Make your extra uh, fucking muscly. Lying. You what? Don't, don't matter. And then it doesn't matter. And then he's lying mm-hmm. on his bed. It says Roy didn't feel very hungry. But he's thinking, he's calming down. He says, what if everyone else is right and I'm wrong? I know old Tubby would be the last person to complain if I brought Charlie Carter back in the side. Because that's, that's Tubby Morton. He's fucking genial. Um, but then, as the Rovers ran out the following Saturday, there it is. Tubby Morton is indeed in goal. The size of the fucker. Jesus Christ. Um, they're running out and the crowd are having their two penneth. Heard the latest about Tubby Morton. If the Rovers win, he gets a bonus on his old age pension. Yaha! 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 What? I'm not talking about me, I'm right now. Don't take no notice. They weren't talking about you anyway. <laughs> I might be fat, but the sense of humans pin sharp. <laughs> I'm like a joke as much as the next bastard, Roy. But I'm sorry. Laughing about me is so pathetic. <laughs> uh, Roy's thinking even our old fans are having a go at me now. <laughs> look, at, look how happy Tubby is, though. He doesn't give a... He's oblivious. All of this... I mean, the, the fucking whirlwind of, like, controversy and discussion that has surrounded his selection all week has really yeah. got to Roy. It's been in every newspaper... He's it's been, been on, the telly. on yeah. TV, and Roy's really like let it get to him. Tubby, meanwhile, the cunt at the centre of it all, he's oblivious. He's just walking out of a big grinning <laughs> session. Oh, another appearance, bothered for old Tubby boy. Oh, oh, that's lovely. I've had a great week. Everyone's been responding to me so well in the street. Luckily, Mrs. Tubby doesn't let me read the papers, like, because she says they give me a headache. I've had people come up to me giving me free sausage rolls, putting them in my hand. I've probably had more free sausage rolls this week than I've had in the whole rest of my life, which is saying something as well, because I used to be sponsored by Ginster Sausage Rolls, like. (laughs) You know, when I was younger and I were in the first team on the red. So then, um, at that moment, we see the director's box. At that moment, Sam Barlow was showing the Walford chairman to his seat. And Sam Barlow says, uh, I uh, suppose you've heard about the Tubby Morton controversy, Harvey. Fucking <laughs> every concern about it, Sam. Uh, uh, Harvey, the uh, Walford chairman says, A little, Sam. Roy must be under a lot of pressure right now. He looks like Howard Kale, this cunt, on Dallas. Doesn't he? Yeah. 
<laughs> Jock Ewing. <laughs> this is yeah, was it the Jock second Jock Ewing, wasn't he? He was Jock oh, Ewing. Oh, the cunt who moved in on fucking Miss Ellie after Jock yeah. died. Yeah. He was I never trusted that cunt. No. And he's uh he's sitting there looking on with his his, his forefinger steepled, which is always the sign of uh yeah, a, a deviant cunt in deep in thought. Yeah. <laughs> That's how cunts think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and he's thinking. He's looking. He's thinking. But he's the kind of man I need to make Walford great again. He can't be very happy with the treatment he's getting at the moment. And of course, mm. this is Harvey. This is the, the golden telephone from last week, isn't it? Oh it was yeah. Be a phone call. And then, as the game kicks off, we see Harvey's thought bubble across the crowd, and he's thinking. So this game could provide the bait to lure him away from Melchester. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there we mate, are. As we're uh, recording this, and some people might not hear it for a year, and they'll look back and laugh. But uh, Newcastle United, who are a football club near where yes. you live, they they're looking for a new. They're they're going to pay Steve Bruce loads of money to fuck off. Yes, which is presumably to just be a quick thing to please to- the fans. The fans don't seem to like him much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the rumour that I'm hearing, although I haven't read much about it today, is that our old mate Frank Lampard is yeah. f- is is first in line to take his place. Now, that's yeah. a fucking peculiar decision, isn't it? It certainly is. Uh, I wish them the very best of luck with it. If you've um, got, like... But, but as, I, as I understand it, the, these people who bought... Newcastle are now basically the world's richest club. They're richer than Paris Saint-Germain, right? Yeah. Hmm. That's what people are saying, yeah? Hmm. And because it is, let's be honest, they can dress up how they want, but this is the Saudi state. I, I read today that they're 10 times richer than Manchester City, which okay. is phenomenal. Fucking hell. I can't <laughs> even get my head around that. I, I literally wouldn't have thought a, a nation state could possibly be 10 times richer than Manchester City. So they can effectively get anyone. I mean, in a way, what's to stop them going to like Jurgen Klopp, certainly? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. What's the what's the bio clause? We'll pay it. Yeah, yeah. You just Here go. You go. We we we're taking Jurgen Klopp, and Jurgen yeah. Klopp goes. No, for sure. I love Liverpool. I'm a scouser, just like all these <laughs> other crazy guys. <laughs> How much? <laughs> okay. Exactly. You just go. Yeah. Fuck all of that. Right. How much yeah. you want a year? I don't know how much managers get paid, but let's say he's on five million quid a year or something. You go. We will pay you fifty million pounds a year. You fucking cunt. Right. Mm, and that. that believe me. If I was that rich, that's exactly how I would speak to anyone I negotiated with as well. Okay, <laughs> five million quid, I'll pay you 50 million, you cunt. So stop fucking giving me all this shit, I love Liverpool, and just get on your bike and get up to fucking Geordie land now. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly, exactly. And, uh, and then Liverpool would go, oh, no, we'd never let him go. And they go, fuck that, how much, do you, how much is the fucking buyout? We'll double it just to make this yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. But why exactly. did they go for fa- Frank fucking Lampard? Frank Lampard will 100% nailed on fail. I mean, it's not even... Anyone who knows anything knows that... I mean, he might not fail immediately. There might be a little... You know, there might be some sort of feel-good factor surrounding the whole takeover. He might come in and even have a good rest of the season. But ultimately, Frank Lampard will fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, food for thought there I think we can both agree <laughs> yeah I think so <laughs> I think we've all learned a lot yeah uh, it says 
Next week, what does it say? Uh, next week, a devastating display by Roy Race. Now, that could be an act of mass murder, or it could just be on the football mm. field. Who knows? It's devastating, though. Um, it could be one of those situations where someone lays on a stripper in the feathers. It could be. And Roy, because he's going through something of a mental health crisis <laughs> at the moment, as a result of the various pressures in his life, not least the, the what's known as the Fatty Morgan situation. Tommy Morgan. Tubby Morgan. Sorry, there's a kid at school Tubby called Mor- Fatty Morgan. Tub- what? Tubby Morgan. I was seeing a Fatty Morgan. Fat- anyway, I won't go into that, but there's a reason I accidentally said that. Anyway, right. yeah, Tubby Morton. He's gone mad, so he's got extra pissed. Yeah. Ended up on stage like a mate of mine did once. Jesus. A mm. uh, mate of mine in a pub in Chiswick called the Barley Moe. He was going through, a, let's say, a bad time in his yeah, life. Yeah, a slump. And mm. he he was he, he was enticed on stage by a stripper in a day when it was quite normal to have men's nights yeah. in the pub where a stripper was laid on. Yeah. And the stripper started taking down his trousers and all the people in the crowd were going, okay, well. So he took his trousers down. She, he let her take trousers down. He's just laughing because he was all over the gaff. <clears throat> but then, unfortunately, he got a hard-on and it popped out of his boxer shorts ah, in front of everyone. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. That's pretty bad, Where's this Chiswick? Chiswick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That sounded funny. Oh, you wouldn't have thought it. Not nowadays. Chiswick's really upmarket yeah. these days. But in those days, fuck me, Anything mate. Went. You could walk into a pub on a Wednesday night and see a bloke with an erection on stage. Proud as punch. Half it. Half eight in the fucking evening. You've only walked in for a light ale. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're confronted by a bloke with his trousers around his ankles. Jesus Christ. An erect, a proudly erect penis popping out of his boxes. And a, and a befuddled stripper stood beside him thinking, what's my next move yeah. here? As we as we always say, you can't go back. Um, you can't. Yeah, we'll see what the devastating display by Roy is next week. Maybe he'll end up on the roof, you know, kind of a standoff with the police, chucking tiles down at them. That's with always a, Or the rifle. Yeah, that's always a, a winner, isn't it? Anyway, uh, Mark's out of 10 for that. 10. 10, <laughs> yeah. Nine and a half with an extra half added on for Penny's leg warmers. For me, uh, yeah. <laughs> and our discussion of fame, yeah. Yeah. Right, we'll be back then with more of this shite uh, next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.